the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We appreciate you sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. As we conclude each of our programs, we go to Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist and an expert on burnout, uh, as well as caregiving and addiction. And Carol Zerniel is with us as well. I'm Ron Aaron. First topic is a pretty interesting one, Carol. You came up with the caregiver dilemma. Yes, this was a topic that I saw in a posting from a caregiver uh, who actually works in the aging business. But she was talking about how one day you realized you just can't do it anymore. You are taking care of your family. You have a job. You have this whole other life and demands of things you have to do. It's your life. Um, But you're also taking care of a parent. And you just can't do it all anymore. So what do you do, Jamie, when you can't do it all anymore? You know, Carol, this is uh, this dilemma comes in all forms, all sizes, and I, I almost have. To, it begs the question: Is it emotional? Is it financial? Is, is, is it um, you know healthcare? I mean, it's a treadmill caregiving, basically, and you want to be able to stay on the treadmill, if you will, to help somebody, but. Um, at some point in time, you have to define what it is. What is the dilemma? And I guess that leads me to the answer of you really have to peel this onion uh, a layer at a time. Um, and the metaphor of an onion is obvious because you kind of cry at every layer. And, and you peel it till you get to the core. And so first we have to decide what the dilemma is here. Well, I think that's a I think that's a very good point because we tend to think of caregiving as this monolithic, you know, task, and we're not really thinking about I'm feeling overwhelmed. I can't do it all. Is it not enough hours in the day? Is it not 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 enough money in the bank? Is it I'm emotionally just frazzled? So I think that's a very good point when looking at any caregiving problem. And is exactly. the answer you're, different? You know, you're neglecting your self-care throughout. It may be an issue of your own dehydration, your loved one's health care. Um, it could be a rehab issue. But in totality, it's exactly what you said, this very monolithic concept called caregiving. And so when we take things in, if you will, not to trivialize it, in bite-sized proportions, uh, a step at a time instead of the whole marathon in front of us, it, it does become a little bit more manageable in terms of actually seeking out resources for each one of these layers, if you will, of the onion. Well, give us an example of how that would work. Let's say... Well, l- let me let me provide one that the author provided. Oh, good. Okay, so she's, for her, it was she couldn't physically be there and be with her family or her work. All, she just didn't have enough time in the day. And she knew she needed to bring in an outside person into the home to care for her mother. So, but she she didn't know how to tell her mother, I ha- I can't do it anymore. I need somebody. You have to have somebody besides me because mother likes it. You know, I don't want anybody from the outside here. 
you know, Carol, when you say that, it, it goes right to my heart almost as a therapist and thinking that the caregiver at that point in time starts almost looking at their own self-worth. Why can't I take care of my mom? Why can't I take care of my loved one? You know, this should be something that, that should come to me. And so I go right to the therapeutic side of, of, of the next thing, which is you've got to find a therapist or a person who can help you peel this layer. This is not a question of self-worth or value. It may be things that you're not even seeing because you're, you can't see the forest because of the trees. But again, when you're questioning that, how to have a conversation with somebody, the first thing to do is how to have the conversation with yourself. So you, it, you have to be okay. You have to acknowledge, I can't do it all. I do need help. I know that my mother's not going to like this and kind of practice what that conversation might be like so that it ends up hopefully being a, a positive for both of you. Absolutely. And when you have this conversation, make sure you've gone to enough support groups and, and asked enough people, like at the Area Agency on Aging or other resources, exactly all the questions you need to ask so that you never really have to worry about fielding the answers. And and the next thing I will say very quickly, and then I'm sure Ron wants to chime in just through his own personal uh, you know, experience, is, is that you don't do this on your own. Don't, don't think about doing this on your own. Make sure you have a team. Make sure you have your family and maybe most importantly a third party to facilitate this conversation. Well, um, so one of the ways you might make it a positive for you and your mom is letting your mom know how much control she's going to have. You know, you're you you that's your mom. She can only tell you so much. You guys have this relationship. You bring in somebody from the outside. A, she gets to pick who. You know, you're going to bring her a couple of people. Uh, two, she gets to. It's going to be person centered. This lady is going to be there to help do what she wants her to do versus what you have time to do. Maybe you just zoom in and do laundry or zoom in and fix a meal. This lady is going to be able to work with her and help her get done whatever it is she needs to get done, which is, you know, which is exactly very different. The, the, the direction, and it's allowing her to feel that she's a part of this process. You know, when you are part of the process, then you're gaining self-esteem. Again, we've, we've had conversations about this before, about learned helplessness. And too many caregivers will say, I can't take care of my mom, therefore I'm going to go find the answer. Whereas actually the collaboration with your mom, if she can cognitively handle it, is, is maybe the process that's most important. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, Dr. Jamie, by the way, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Take 10, part of Caregiver SOS On Air. We talk about issues with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. I was going to say, Dr. Jamie, unless, as you pointed out, uh, the care recipient is cognitively somehow impaired, uh, doesn't she probably know that her daughter is stressed and time is a problem and, and would be willing to talk about it? You would hope so. You know, common sense may say that. But, again, if somebody is cognitively impaired, you also have to look at, at issues of who's making what decision. Now, I'm saying if she wasn't cognitively impaired. If, if she was not cognitively right. impaired, right. Then, then, the, then the answer is pretty simple. It's about communication. And, and the first communication you need to have, again, as I said, is with yourself or a support group. And make sure then that you actually, like Carol said, in some ways have rehearsed it but also heard uh, resources and answers from other people. You would assume that your loved one would like to be a part of this conversation, but in many ways, this is a lifetime of 
of sort of things we've built up without clinical intervention. And, and so we don't know. We need to be well prepared when we go into this. Just a question that spins out of that. Uh, if she feels she has absolutely no time, how does she carve out time for going to a support group? Won't she feel even more stressed? That's a great question. I'm sure Carol, through Caregiver SOS, can help answer that. But we are talking about time management. You know, the overwhelming thing, that monolithic thing that Carol was talking about that caregiving is, says that we don't have time. When literally we may have the time, but we're allocating, you know, this this overwhelmed feeling and, and thinking that there is no time. This is one of the most important reasons why we have to stop uh, really observe our behavior, accept what's in front of us, and be able to let go. And we do that best with support groups. Right. And what you said is so true about rearranging your time and prioritizing. You know, it's amazing if we want to go um, see a movie or we want, you know, there's other things that we really want to do, we find time to do those. Uh, and, and caregiving, we just get so overwhelmed with all the caregiving we don't think there are, there's any daylight, there's any cracks, uh, or that we have any control, and that's really a myth. We have more control than we think we do, even in you know, very difficult situations. This has to be a pretty common complaint you hear from a whole lot of caregivers. Well, I think, it, you know, I, I would say yes, Jamie, you were about to say. No, no, it is. And the heavy lifting, as I, I was just going to mention, should be done by licensed professionals who literally can make that type of clinical decision for yourself and your loved one so that you can support their decision. This does not have to be a cavalier thing where caregivers have to do it all. Often, as we've often said here, the messenger can get killed. So make sure that if there is a need, now, A, for the caregiver to take care of themselves, to bring somebody else in, that you're also supported by other kind of clinicians who your loved one trusts. Well, and I just as an example, I have uh, I know of someone who recently brought in a geriatric care manager. They'd never even considered it. They, you know, they had a family. They weren't all on the same page about mom's care. Brought in a geriatric care manager, and they were really, really um, surprised and and delighted because they really were almost on the same page. They just didn't realize it, and it took someone from the outside to get them there. That's pretty cool, Jamie. We are. Flat out of time, you get to make the last point. The last point is don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Make sure that you're actually bringing your loved one in, but do at all costs. Bring your entire family and the healthcare professionals in as well. Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Oddly enough, it'll look like we planned this out next week. The spinoff out of this topic, caregiver burnout. We talk about it on Take 10. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.